everyone, and welcome back to Blush You, the podcast where you tell us your juiciest stories and we get to dish on them. I'm Callie, your co-host, and I'm here with my girl, Elise. Hello, hello. How is everybody? I wish well, I could I'm, I'm bad. <laughs> I know, Callie, you've had a rough go. Should we, I feel like we should start with your sparkle. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not very optimistic that it's going to be a sparkle. <laughs> Am I, I, I'm going to get a, a freaking sparkle out of this week if it's the last thing I do. Okay guys. So I shared with you that my health has been on the pooper. <laughs> and, and I mean, it's funny, but it's not funny. So I started new medication that turned me into Satan's spawn. <laughs> Like, I'm serious. I, I didn't sleep for four days. <laughs> yeah. Four days. It was awful. I mean, I just felt like an absolute crazy person. I could barely breathe. Like, I mean, side effect after side effect, any side effect you can think about, like I had it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was just like, well, this isn't normal. So <laughs> I basically was like, I can't do this anymore. And got permission from my doctor after like a wild 4am email that was like, help. <laughs> so I stopped. And then right as my body got back to normal, I got food poisoning. So so that happened. And then I was out for another two days. So this is like a week and a half. And then I started new medication and I'm on it right now. And like, guys, still, still not, still not working with me. So I'm not saying spawn, but I'm feeling just weird. I I don't know if anyone's gotten on new medication, by the way, I'm like allegedly supposed to take this for the rest of my life. We'll see. (laughs) But it's just been really tough. And by the way, this isn't even like totally solving the real health problem that I have. Yeah. Like, it's just like the first step. So it's been tough. But my my sparkle is this. Like, I think whenever you're going through it, it's one thing to be able to talk about it objectively. Like, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. And then usually you get like the deer in the headlights look where it's like, I don't know what to say back to you, you know? And then the kind of conversation ends and it's like, whatever. But I have had to force myself to be super vulnerable for the past two weeks. And when I say vulnerable, I like, we all have our own ways of being vulnerable. Like I can be really open about certain things, but that's not me being vulnerable because I just don't give a shit about that. So it's like really easy for me to be able to just ramble about something and someone else is like, wow, you're being vulnerable. And it's like, not really. You just think I am. I am being vulnerable when I feel out of control and I let other people know that I'm not in control. I have major Mm -hmm. control issues. I always like to come across as cool, calm, and collected, and I've got this. Even when I'm joking around, everyone I think kind of knows, oh, she's actually really got it together. Past two weeks, did not. And so what that did was it really allowed people to show up for me, including, I mean, obviously, Elise, sorry, I've been like basically medical journaling you every Sally, if you apologize one more time, I'm literally going to show up at your house and slap you right across the face. Literally every other text message, Callie's like, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, Callie, this is what friends are for. You're literally, I'm supposed to help you get through tough times in life. So no more sorries. I know. It's just, I'm not used to it. I'm used to being there for other people. And I'm used to like basically give people giving me like validation. Like I've already decided what I'm going to do. I just need people to be like, yeah, you're right. But this is not that. This is like, 
what's happening? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like you've been there, you know, Emily's been there. My friend Charlotte's been there. Like, I mean, just like, but honestly, most of all, can we just have a moment of silence for Andrew Solomon? (laughs) 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 My, My poor husband. Oh my God. And he has been so on it. Like our marriage is not the doting type. I'm just going to put that out there. Like we are two very strong, independent. I'm in control. I've got this back the fuck up people (laughs) and we married each other. So our relationship is not like rose petals and like chocolates and like romance. Like we are not that. And so him having to be there for me, I think was, look, I'm not trying to say he's like a hard ass and he's not ever there. I always feel supported, but I also have always been able to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And this past two weeks, I have not been able to take care of myself like at all. And so he is like grocery run after grocery run. Oh, I put water next to your bed. Oop, you're going to puke again. Here's the Home Depot bucket. (laughs) (laughs) like horrible but he hasn't missed a beat and while he while he does like make fun of me because you kind of have to in a situation like that I'm like do I sound crazy and he's like no but you're on crazy pills right that's what you just said yeah (laughs) like shut up but it's just been nice and and I have to give myself some credit because the reason people have shown up for me is because for the first time in a long time, I'd let them mm-hmm. because I was honest. And instead of saying, oh yeah, the meds are making me crazy, but I'm fine. It was like, the meds are me- making me crazy. So I'm fucking crazy. So, so help me, <laughs> help me, help, help me. me. Yeah. So, you know, it's been awful. I'm not going to sugarcoat this. I'm like still in the trenches, but like, at least it's been, especially talking about last week, how I was like, I have no friends. And then this week I'm like, wow, I am so blessed to have people who like, don't tell me to shut up when I'm spiraling for the 10th time of the day. Mm -hmm. So that's been, so that's my sparkle. So basically if you're going through it, you can't just dish facts and expect people to get it. Like you have to go there and be vulnerable in a way where you actually know you're being vulnerable and everyone has a different way of doing that. And let me tell you, when it hurts the most and it's the most uncomfortable and you feel absolutely naked after saying something, that is vulnerability. And that is what is going to allow people to come in and help. Mm-hmm. I, I felt that. naked for the past two weeks. <laughs> so that's my sparkle. Just streak it out, Callie. <laughs> streak it out. I love it. Well, that's Achy what, baby. Uh, we had a... We had our book club, our book club, um, this week, and it was obviously Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown, and she spoke a lot to the connection between vulnerability and connection and how you have to be vulnerable and actually truly be vulnerable and in order to connect with people. But it was kind of that same thought of like, I'm not just going to go to anybody and be vulnerable. I'm going to be intentional about like, okay, who's going to give me the support and the response that I need. So just had to throw Brene in there because I love her. Yeah. You can't be the fake vulnerable. Like you can't, you don't get credit for that. Mm -hmm. I don't get credit for it. No one does. Got to be real. 
Okay, Elise, tell me your sparkle. Well, I feel like one of those people after someone's like, I've had a shit week where I'm like, well, I had the best week ever. <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh. Here, okay, here's the thing about me that I'm also going to give myself credit for. I am too smart to realize that like things are not mutually exclusive. You know what I mean? So like people saying they had a good week and when I have a bad week, it's like your good week isn't taking away from my, be- you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not connected. So <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter. So please tell me about your good week. You know what? Remind me what happiness is, please. Yes. Let me just be the rainbows and sunshine for you. Um, so we closed on our house on Tuesday and I could <laughs> shit my pants with excitement. Um, oh, I'm, I'm genuinely so excited for you. Like y'all, I cannot even tell you the excitement that I have to be able to have my own space, to sleep in the same bed as my husband, to be able to walk around naked if I want to. I'm just so happy. I'm so excited. So we found a house, which is crazy because the market is so insane in Texas. I don't know if it's everywhere right it now. It is everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. Insane. We had put in multiple offers over asking for a couple different houses and they all got, you know, cash offers, $80,000 over asking, which is just insane to me. So someone that a real estate agent that works with Carl was like, Hey, I have a family friend who would be so down to do like an off market deal. It's like a three bedroom little house in trophy club, which is like where we wanted to be anyways. So she was like, come look at it. If you love it, then it's yours, whatever. So we were like, Oh, okay. This sounds too good to be true. Right? Like we've lived in the trenches for the past year. I'm like, don't even get your hopes up. Cause this is probably going to be a shit house. It's probably going to suck. We're going to hate it. And then we get there and we're like, Oh my God, it's perfect. So we like did an off market deal and we closed and like, we're moving in next weekend and I could literally die. That is so exciting. So to recap, I've been metaphorically naked. Elise <laughs> is going to be physically naked in like two weeks. Yes, I will be. I'm very excited. Yes. My, my so husband, exciting. We, my husband and I, Carl and I have not slept in the same bed for almost seven months, which is just wild to me. Yeah. So we're excited to cuddle up and he could be the big spoon. So I'm very excited about that. Yes. This is so nice. And it's just like, man, and house buying, like, I know it's a privileged position to be in because especially in a crazy market, but like, I just got to say buying your first home, they don't make it easy. No. Especially after what happened in 2008. I think they're just like, you know, sign over your firstborn in order to buy property now. Whereas totally. it used to be, they were just, you want a house, you want a house, you get a house, you get five houses. Like, yeah. So, you know, thanks wall street for that bullshit. Really appreciate y'all. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard. Like it, I mean, it ruined our honeymoon completely because yeah. it was just it, an awful experience. So, but once you're in, I'm not saying once you're in, you're in, but once you get that first house buying process out of the way, I do think they make it a lot easier. Um, yeah, I, I so- hope cause it was a nightmare. I don't do well with things that I cannot understand what's happening. Like when I had to do my, this year, I did my taxes for the first time. I know. And I was literally texting Callie the whole time. Like, what the fuck is this? 
What do I do? How do I supposed to do this? Callie had to send me instructions step-by-step. Step. Go to www.irs.gov. <laughs> Click the part where it says create an account. And I literally needed her to walk me through every step because I'm literally clueless. And when we were like going through, I mean, we had to obviously get a loan and a mortgage and title companies. I don't even know what the fuck that means, but I was signing shit left and right. So hopefully everything works out. I was just like, is this going to get me out of my parents' house? I'll sign. Yes. I'll sign whatever you want me to. <sighs> uh, well, seriously, congratulations. That is so, 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 so exciting. I am so happy for you. Um, Thank you. So yay. Yay, yay, yay. Okay. Let's get into it today. Um, but before we do, we have an exciting announcement. So as y'all know, we had our first guest and I think it went so, so, so well. And so we have to get this ball rolling and keep going. So we have a guest on again for today. So please welcome Kayla. She is a blush life coach. She is so wise, so smart. She's also a therapist. So, I mean, all of us have our masters in counseling, but not all of us still practice therapy. Kayla's like still practicing. Like she's got those skills. Um, so we are so excited to have her here today. Yay, Kayla. Hi guys. I'm super excited and nervous to be here. And my ring light for some reason just stopped working. So I felt fabulous. And now I'm like, wow, I look so dull. No, that's okay. They're not going to be, the nice thing is, is they can't see us anyway. Like y'all would be so disappointed in my wardrobe. (laughs) It's like t-shirts air day. So don't, don't worry about that. Uh, we think you look fabulous though. You always look fabulous, Kayla. I know that's so true. She really does. Okay. I think that this is going to be a really, really good one. Um, and a, and a hard one, which yeah. is, is good for us. Like this is going to be, this is going to be tough. So let's do this, Elise. Let's, let's read this and really get into it. Okay. Let's dive in. So it says, Callie and Elise, a topic I'd like to see discussed is what to do when you can't just survive right now. I see so much advice, including from blush about how it's okay to take it easy, be less productive, just survive, etc. during the pandemic. But not all of us have that option. I'm self-employed and the less I work, the less money I make. And I already can't make enough during the pandemic. Obviously essential workers have it worse as do parents and worst of all essential workers who are parents. I wish I could have just a week of not having to constantly hustle, but that will mean not being available for the clients I still have and new clients, and it means I'll lose a week of income. None of this is possible. All of the advice about accepting that we're all slowing down and doing less and that's okay doesn't factor in those of us who can't but desperately want to and are struggling to keep our heads above water. And it doesn't factor in the millions of people who are financially unstable right now. There is no safety net. And almost everyone I know casually says, well, people can just get unemployment. Now that I've been in that system for the first time, it's not that easy. It took weeks of struggling to even access the system and then weeks of waiting for it to open up to the self-employed and then over a month before I saw any money. And I'm in North Carolina where if you make $26 a week, you're completely cut off. Freelancers and gig economy people know how to hustle. So obviously we can make more than $26 a week. 
I make $35 per hour. So just one hour of work in a week and I get nothing. So that's super generous. Amazing $600 a week politicians love to brag about. I got it for a few weeks when all of my clients shut down work to deal with their families, the shutdowns, et cetera. But after a few weeks, when this obviously wasn't a going, going away, clients realized they had to keep some things moving and work trickled back to me. Not nearly enough to live on, but I was happy to be making something completely unaware that the $72 I made for a client would boot me from the unemployment benefits completely. But even knowing that, I wasn't going to turn back on my clients. I can't burn those bridges. So we're trapped, tired, defeated, unmotivated, depressed, anxious, not knowing if we can pay our next rent, our rent next month and watching helplessly as the government gives tax breaks to the wealthy that amount to more money than the $1,200 stimulus check sent to regular people. And all the while, influencers, celebrities, mental health professionals, and people with enough influence to preach self-care through weekly emails, social media posts, and podcasts tell us it's okay to just survive, except it's not. It's okay to be less productive, except I can't. We're all slowing down right now. Tell that to the clients expecting twice as much from me to justify paying money they don't really have to keep their businesses moving forward. I'd like to hear expert advice about how to get through this when we only have enough energy to survive, but we still need to find energy to work, make money, and be productive, motivated, creative, and available, all while worrying about our future, health, and financial stability. Thank you for asking for input from the community. I look forward to listening from Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Um, oh, so first I just want to say that, you know, you're totally right. Um, I think, and while, while blush might have been one of those people that was like, it's okay to just like do nothing. I do have to say that we get that because we, not only did we have to keep going, but we were actually coaching people through this. Right. And, and it was really, really tough to do that because, while I totally understand that maybe you were getting some really irritating advice from people, no one's been trained on this. This is just not something that came up in grad school for us. This is not something that I don't think anyone really even knew how to navigate. I mean, this is what they're saying is once in a hundred year pandemic. It seems like the last one was in what, like 1918. So no one alive right now, right, has even really gone through this before and knows how to navigate this. Um, the second thing I want to say is that, yeah, I agree with you. Like it shouldn't be this hard. Um, and, and not even, even pre pandemic, man, like, you know, you're going unemployment is impossible to get on. I can absolutely attest to that. You know, I've had people in my life and friends and family that have had to apply for it. They don't make it easy. They make it really, really hard. And I consider myself someone who's who's pretty smart, who can figure online stuff out, who's pretty scrappy, you just YouTube it, and I don't know, you'll find the answer. It's not that easy. This is one of those things where it's like, they are making it hard and it feels like it's on purpose. Mm -hmm. um, and it, you know, it feels like you're trapped, like you said, because of this whole, you can't make more than $26. Like that's freaking crazy. So yeah, we've got a lot of bad facts working against you. A lot of things that, you know, not only that you can't control, but that I can't fix. Like I, I, you know, we're not going to be able to fix the way the government just decided to say, figure it out <laughs> when every, you know, the walls were crumbling around you. So, so I really want to take this time to validate what you're feeling. And I, you know, I can sense the anger. I can sense some of the resentment and I get it. Like, I feel it for you. I, I really do. So I just, I just want to validate that. 
Um, because yeah, life, life is a lot harder than it needs to be sometimes. And this year really brought that to our attention. Um, but I, I want to bring Kayla in for this right now. Cause actually I was, I was talking to Kayla about what, which one she kind of wanted to come on. We want to make sure that our guests come on for letters that really like, you know, sing to their talent so that they can show what they're made of. And Kayla was like, you know, this one's tough, but I do talk about this all the time in therapy. And I was like, girl, then in that case, this podcast is kind of for me too, because I also, I, I want to hear the answer. I mean, what the hell? Like, this has just been bullshit in my opinion. So Kayla, come on, g- give us what you got. I wish I had like this magic sentence that yeah. was going to like solve this. I know. But I don't. Um, I do, however, have a lot of knowledge on um, strength-based therapy, which is what I use a lot of because I also, Callie, I like felt the anger mm-hmm. in that message. And I'm like, okay, this is not an easy topic by any means. Obviously there's not a magic cure for struggles and stress. And this, like you said, this thing that we've all been dealing with over for more than a year now that none of us ever predicted to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to come in with a little bit of knowledge, some interventions, as well as some advice that I would personally give because I too, yes, I'm a life coach with Blush, but I now work for myself. And when I don't see clients, I don't get paid. A lot of my clients were unemployed during COVID. So I was like, okay, well, what do I do? Um, So I I can kind of see a lot of the fronts here. The first thing I kind of want to say is as a freelancer entrepreneur, one of the things that I tell any clients that I work with who are in that space, um, we talk about the sense of avoidance. So I believe that avoidance creates suffering. So in your email, I almost sense some suffering happening there. I might be off with that, but I could sense it. I feel like anger is a, anger is not a primary emotion. Other things build up to anger. Do you feel like you're suffering? Do you feel like you're drowning? Do you feel like you're losing control? You know, these are questions I would ask my, you know, my clients that I'm working with as well as you. Um, And then I would try to push back against that. So um, yes, it can be really hard as an entrepreneur and freelancer to make it, but clearly people are still hiring you. So one, there is something there. You're offering a service that people are still willing to pay you for in a pandemic, even if it doesn't seem like much. I would really use that to my advantage. If that means having to increase your rate, that's what I would have to do. I had to do that during the pandemic and I was avoiding that for so long. So that was that avoidance piece. I was like, I'm avoiding this and it's making me suffer. I'm making all these other people feel comfortable and I'm suffering. So I would really hone in on that first. Like you clearly have something to offer. You clearly have clients that you have. If they value you as much as you should value you, it might be time to reevaluate how much you charge because 
you can't blush had a quote once that I loved. You can't put yourself on fire to keep other people warm. And I almost feel like a little bit of that might be going on. Again, I could be off there. Um, do either of you have input on that? I don't think you're off at all. I th- actually, no. I feel like you've nailed it completely. And I'm so glad that you brought up raising her prices. And I, Jennifer, thank you for being so specific, by the way. Like, again, cannot emphasize how much we love details. Because without those details, we're shooting in the dark. And Kayla, you're being... I know what you're doing. You're trying to hedge because you're like, I don't want to offend and I don't, but like, honestly, I think you're right. I think you're, mm-hmm. I don't think you missed the mark at all. And I'm glad that you brought up raising prices because here's the deal, girl. I, I'm reading this and I don't love your clients for you right now because you said something where it's like, tell that to the clients expecting twice as much for me to justify paying money they don't really have to keep their businesses moving forward. The fuck? I mean, honestly, it's like, if they're not valuing you, one, they're only paying $35 an hour. No, like we could be doing more because $35 an hour and you're basically making their business move forward. No, that's worth way more. And two, they're not even grateful for it. And they're actually expecting more of your time. I'm not convinced these are the clients for you. Mm -hmm. So, and that's scary. And and you don't want to burn bridges because I think that you've convinced yourself you're only good enough for the clients that you have right now and maybe the new ones that might come along. But just, I don't know how well-crafted this letter was, how much energy you have, how, like, I love angry people. (laughs) So I don't know. They just have a fire and a determination. And like, I love that you're kind of fighting fire with fire. And so if you are in the business world, which it sounds like you are, I honestly think this is this is going to sound crazy, but it kind of sounds like the time to burn it all down and rebuild, um, with clients who appreciate you with a price point that doesn't leave you hanging the next time something crazy happens. Cause guess what? Something crazy is going to happen again. The only difference that 2020 had is that we were all in this shit pile together, but we are going to have times in our lives. Like I'm in one right now where I feel freaking crazy. And this is not the only time that I'm going to have a two week stretch where I feel like a psycho. Like, Elise had one of the worst years of her life. And guess what? I hate to say it, Elise, you're also, you're going to have another bad year, you know, yeah. and, and like later on down the line, like, but the difference is we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. But so I want you to safeguard your business to where it is bulletproof for the next shit year that comes along. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Kayla nailed it that I think there might be a little avoidance, a little bit of imposter syndrome, you thinking that you're not good enough mm-hmm. or that people aren't going to pay it because they're struggling. But like, not everyone struggled in 2020. Like some people just struggled because they couldn't see their friends or because they couldn't see this, but like not every business struggled. There were like zoom good Lord. I mean, man, can you just, I feel for Skype, like what a missed opportunity. <laughs> like, we've been using Skype for how long and Zoom's just like, oh baby, like I've got this. Um, so there are businesses that can afford you and would absolutely love to work with you, but they might actually look at your price point and think that you're not experienced enough. Yeah. So I, I love that you went there. Sorry, Elise, we haven't heard from you yet, girl. What are you thinking? Yeah. I mean, you guys are dishing out all the goods. I think, you know, I totally agree with both of you for the thing that you just said, Callie, as like, we're all in this together. And that's been kind of the beautiful thing that's come out of this year. 
what I hear from Jennifer is like, she feels isolated. She feels mm-hmm. alone. She feels like she's in the struggle by herself because everybody's kind of collectively like, oh, we're just going to slow down. We're just going to take this opportunity to focus on different things. And she's like, what the fuck guys? Like I'm here trying to pay my bills and I feel alone. And it's almost this sense of like desperation, which I think is coming through. Like Kayla said, it's like, there's so much under the layers of anger. So really that like desperation of like, you know, if she, we don't have details in terms of like, does she have kids? Is she married? You know, like what other aspects does she help her family out financially? You know, like what other ties are kind of like influencing this desperation, you know? And I've always said, like, I don't think I'm the best at like giving business advice, but I really think Callie's point, well, both of y'all's points of like, you know, if she's charging $35 per hour and that, you know, aspect of maybe like imposter syndrome or self-doubt in terms of like the potential of raising your prices, like what if there's all of these other clients out there that look at that and are like, oh, well, 35 is too low, right? Like, you know, quality equals the quantity that you're paying for. So I think absolutely without a doubt, safeguard yourself, you know, build yourself up, build your business up, raise them damn prices and then just go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had, before I raised my prices, which took me sending an email to clients and being like, Hey guys, dot, 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 dot. Like I'm going to be raising my prices. Like I wish I could have done that, but sending that email I knew going into it, I was like, you know what? It's worth it if I lose three to five people to gain one or two clients that would pay me that amount. Mm-hmm. I'm doing 20% of what I was doing that originally was taking up 100%, mm-hmm. all because I wasn't valuing myself to what I know I'm worth. Mm-hmm. And some, I was on Clubhouse one day in a room and someone was like, when people look at their prices, they're seeing what you value yourself at. Mm-hmm. Like, so when I was like stalking myself on psychology today and then looking at other therapists in the air, I was like, what am I doing? And it's the same thing. Like if I'm shopping and I see two dresses and I hate to say this, but if one's more expensive, my immediate thought is, oh, this must be nice. I, I really like this one. I get, I draw to it. I'm like, why is that one nice? And it's the same thing in business. Like not to say always that the most expensive thing is better, but I think when you're a freelancer, the price that you put yourself at is basically an indicator of how much you value yourself. I went to Wendy's myself today and myself alone spent $13, $14 on a meal. You're worth more than two Wendy's meals for whatever you're doing for work. I'm serious. Like $35 just... So that's the first piece of input I would give from an entrepreneur to entrepreneur. I think there's a some dissonance there with what you're thinking you're worth and what you are worth and what you're showing to potential clients. Mm-hmm. Um, completely, so completely agree. The first thing that I would mention. Um, and then going off of that, so I really like using a strengths-based modality when I'm working with clients um, because I think, a, and value. So Blush has a great values assessment. Love the values assessment. I send it to like everybody. It's great. So Jennifer, if you 
have not done that yet, I would highly, highly recommend doing that because I think even living true to one value per day that you have can provide you with a sense of purpose. And I also sense from your email that like, again, I, I feel like I'm like sometimes shooting darts in the dark, but like, do you know your sense of purpose? I would be curious what you would respond to that because I know even when I was lose, like I was losing money, I resonate with a lot of what you said, but I didn't lose my sense of purpose. And that was such a driving force for me. Like I knew that we, I would get through this, even if that meant these shitty things that I had to go through. So one, I would really want to challenge you to like, what's your sense of purpose? And within that, let's find strengths. Let's live to your values. Um, when finding your strengths, I use a four part strengths based approach. So the one is be explicit, identify what your strengths are that you currently have that you don't need to, to work on. That's a key thing. I think in any type of struggle in life, we have to realize that we're resilient. We have to focus on our strengths. That's what gets people through tough times. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's so many strengths assessments online. I would literally Google strengths assessment, Google, what are my strengths? Google lists of strengths and find ones that resonate with you. That's the first step. And then how do you incorporate those into your daily life? You know, how do your strengths reveal themselves day to day? Do they reveal themselves in your relationships, in your work ethic, in your mindset, in your, you know, drive? Like, how do your strengths come out? Play them up. The second step is envision. So the first step is be explicit. Second step, envision. This is a method of identifying areas for future development. So maybe for you, an area for future development could be assertiveness. There's a difference in being passive, aggressive, and then assertive is right in the middle. With maybe some of your current clients, I would maybe bump up that assertiveness. Hey, love working with you. I hope to continue this relationship, but I've realized I'm doing, I'm doing a rebrand. I'm doing X, Y, Z. These are my new rates starting July 1, whatever. I would try to envision some strengths that maybe you want to have, who are people that are maybe people in your field who have been successful in this last year? What are they doing? Um, I would try to envision some of those things. Third step is empowerment. So how can you find encouragement? Do you have a support system? Are you needing a support system? Are you asking for that help that maybe you're not getting? How can you be empowered with what you've been going through. I think it's impossible to go through a hard time without a support system. Even if our support system is, one of my support systems is the Reddit community. I'm so oh my God, me too. I love it. Like, I love Reddit so much. Yes, I'm serious. Like find, <laughs> I, I find so many people who are like, I, I don't have a support system. I'm like, we have to find one. Mm -hmm. We are, most of us are autonomous human beings. So if you don't have one, find one. Internet's a great place. Post on a forum, find a Facebook group of freelancers that's in your network. Make those connections, bitch to them. Say, mm -hmm. 
I'm struggling. What are you guys doing? I need support. Mm-hmm. Do those things that empower you. Universality is great. A sense of universality, a sense of somebody else doing the same thing as you, going through the same thing as you, is empowering to know that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so explicit, be explicit with your strengths. Two, envision what are the strengths that you want. Three, find that community to empower yourself. And four is evolve. Take those things that you learned from the first three. How can you put them into practice? How can you make an action plan? What's one thing you can do each day that reinforces these strengths that you have or want? So if one of your envisioned strengths is to just go back to assertive, to be assertive, okay, what's one thing I can do today that's assertive? That could literally be, I'm awkward and eat probably out too much. When I go out, if they give me like the wrong sauce, half the time I'll just drive away because I don't want to bother them. Practice assertiveness in really small ways. Like even if that's telling somebody, hey, I actually wanted this or hey, I meant this, whatever, whatever you can think of, but start evolving and evolving. You're not just going to wake up one day and be a different person. That's not we evolve in very small, um, thought out actions. That's how we evolve. So that is some of my input using a strengths-based approach to really combat these frustrations that it sounds like you're dealing with in a way to regain that control. Mm. I yeah. love that. That was so freaking good. I love a four-step plan like nobody's <laughs> business. Okay. Like I love plans. So good. I feel like that's what Jennifer was looking for though, right? Like she's looking for her for someone to look at her and be like, all right, this is what's happening. This is what you need to do. And I felt like, you know, Kayla, your four-step plan was really like a lot of what's happening and what has happened in the past year is external to all of us, right? Like it's so out of our control. So what I loved about your advice is you're telling her like, you still cannot control the things that are external to you. So what can you control is looking inward and doing the work within yourself to actually make change happen that way. Right. And I think that is so empowering because a lot of, I mean, you know, I'm a control freak as well. And that was why this past year was so hard because it's like when it's all, when you can't control anything around you, it's like, you feel helpless, you feel desperate, you feel like there's no way out. So yeah, of that advice of really like, okay, that's fine. Let's look inward and let's start there. And you know, I loved that. So good. Yeah. Yeah. And I do too. one last thing I would add is one question that Someone asked it to me once. It honestly might have been like my therapist. I can't remember. It was years ago, but they were like, it sounds like you have optional stress built in your day. And I was Mm. like, I do have optional stress built in my day. And just pointing that out, like plan your day with care. Like look at your day that you have. Do you have optional stress? What? And that goes back to avoiding. I would avoid things and, and that was optional stress. I was choosing to avoid things or choosing to do something that I knew would cause me stress. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would also just challenge you, Jennifer or whoever, to really think about that. Like, what am I doing that maybe is optional and I'm choosing this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. 
Um, and I, th- I think a lot of this is coming from the fact that she, she doesn't like the advice that she's getting of slow down, just survive all that. Not just because she feels like it's impossible, but because this isn't someone who responds to stuff like that. She doesn't want to slow down. Yeah. <laughs> she like she yeah. doesn't want to take things slow. She's this girl's a hustler. Like yeah. it, it's it's jumping off the page. And I hear you. I really do. I mean, episode one, what did I talk about? Forward momentum. What's next? What's next? What's next? And I mean, just to put it out there, like blush raised their prices during the pandemic. We also released an app. Like it was scary as hell because mm-hmm. I kept telling myself, everyone's struggling, everyone's struggling, everyone's struggling. And it's like, it could go one, two ways. It could go, okay, no one has disposable income right now. So my business is going to shutter, or it could be people need help more than ever. So they're going to reach out. And when I talk to people about it, people either have that feedback or the other, like there's no in between. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, I think you're projecting a little bit. I think you are in such a state of hell that the idea that everyone else is not also in their own unique state of hell Mm. is so foreign to you. So the idea of raising your prices or finding new people or rebranding your business seems absolutely insane to you because who in the hell is looking for support or looking for your help or expertise and is actually going to pay you what you're worth. I'm telling you, not everyone is in hell right now. When I said earlier, we're all in this together. It's like, yeah, I mean, we're all struggling in one way or the other, but in different ways. Mm-hmm. Some people are just, again, some people are just struggling because they can't see their friends or they can't see their grandma or they can't or whatever, or they don't like working from home. Not everyone is like scraping to get by. And yeah. those are the people that you can go help right now because they, they, this is the time where they do have maybe some extra time on their hands to put into their business. And so I want you, I want to give you some validation of like, I hear you and it sucks. And this is one of those things where I call your assignment. It's like when the world just kind of forces you to, to face your shit, you know, like, I don't know, past two weeks for me, (laughs) you know, it's like, we call it your assignment. It's like, okay, so you're resisting this. You're resisting the need to live up to your own self-worth to, you know, force the fact that you are like freaking confident and deserve better. And you're like Kayla said, it's avoidance. So the world has basically been like, Hey, we're going to create this awful situation where you're going to have to face it no matter what. Mm -hmm. This is your time. And this is the time to rebuild and to make sure that the, again, the next time shit happens, you're prepared and you know what to do. And you are not, you know, you're one of those people that isn't scraping by and that is doing okay. And that maybe next time you'll be the person that is actually giving money right to a business that's trying to figure it out. Like, I feel like that's going to be you just because I can sense such a fire from you. Um, so look, I don't want to diminish any of what you said. I, again, I am very close up close and personal with how, um, shitty, that like the structures have been to take care of people. I think we, we deserve more, we should demand more. So hopefully we see some structural and systemic changes as well. But since as Kayla and Elise pointed out, like we don't make the rules. I wish we did, cause it would be a lot easier of a life. <laughs> if we really freaking would, we wouldn't all be like losing our minds. Um, but you know, we don't. So focusing on what you can control. And I love what Kayla did was notice how she turned it into a positive. She said, instead of focusing on your weaknesses, we're going to focus on your strengths and we're going to focus on things you can do and that you can offer and how you can change and evolve. Like, 
I freaking love that. And why not? Why not try and make this more of a positive experience? This isn't me saying just survive, do less, kick up your legs. We're going to be fine. Woo. This is me saying, okay, let's look at the glass like it's half full so that we can like get through this better than you were when you entered. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just like one entrepreneur, entrepreneur piece of advice, I lost some clients and that was fine. I mean, it's never great, but, um, but I realized that I was being used because I was cheap. Like my clients who valued my work were like, I don't care. Like I'm not leaving you. I have a client who is still unemployed, who has been unemployed since July. And I used to feel guilty about this, but I know I get like a third of her checks every week because she's like, my mental health is the most important. I want you to have this. But just the fact that if you lose a client because of your rate, which is $35, I don't care what you do. It's 2021. Everybody's worth more than whatever it is that you're doing, $35. Yeah. Um, and if you lose somebody, that's just a reminder that they were taking your services, probably not because your services, because they were getting the best rate mm -hmm. with you. And you're yeah. worth more than that. I agree. Um, I have this blog post, and then I promise we'll wrap it up, but I have this blog post called Dating the Universe and Netflix. It's really <laughs> stupid. <laughs> But the, but the premise of it is basically you've got to live your life as if everything is an algorithm. And so, you know how on Netflix, like, I love doing this to Andrew's account. I'll like go in there and then I'll watch like a stupid rom-com or something. And then the next time he logs on, it's like, you're going to want to watch my best friend's wedding. And he's like, what the, what is this shit? You know what I mean? Because I went and watched it and ruined the algorithm. And so I was thinking about it and I was like, I, I wrote it about dating because I have a bunch of clients who go on dates with these absolute shitheads and then they continue to like go out with them and then, you know, they ghost her and then she goes and, you know, dates the next shithead and she's like, I don't understand why I'm not meeting good guys. And I'm like, well, because you're messing with your algorithm, right? Like every single guy that comes to you is a butthead because you keep dating buttheads. So the universe thinks that's what you want. Mm -hmm. Same thing with clients. If you continue to give your tip top best to people who don't value you don't it doesn't even seem like they like the work you're doing which i know you're doing good work <laughs> trust me i can tell and they're saying they want twice as much for the same price like these people don't value you but you continue to tell the universe that that's what you want and you're going to continue to find more of it until you stand up for yourself and say i'm worth more go find those people who value you and guess what the floodgates are going to open that's just mm -hmm. the way this works I don't, again, I don't make the rules. <laughs> this I know. is just how it works. As you're talking, have y'all both read You're a Badass by Jen Sincero? Obviously. Yeah. Okay. I'm getting major Jen Sincero vibes from what you just said, Callie. I feel like, you know, you got to cut the cord on things that you no longer want and that no longer serve you. So that way you can make room for things that the universe can provide for you that are going to be in line with who you are and where you want to go in life. Yeah. Cause human beings are limited. We mm -hmm. are so limited. We only have a certain amount of hours in a day, a certain amount of widgets to give. And you know, with like with blush, for instance, our name in the game is scalability. So we try and automate stuff to make coaches have an easier life. And it's just a completely different business model. But like Kayla's not talking about blush. Kayla's talking about being a therapist and like 
just because she's in the, you know, the helping industry doesn't mean she signed a life of poverty. <laughs> so like, she's got to make sure that she has prices because she's going out there and hustling. She's finding the clients. She's doing the billing. She's handling the scheduling. She's like, it's not just therapy. She's a small business owner. And so are you. You're not just helping people run their business. You're doing everything. I know, girl. I know very well. You are the janitor and the CEO. Like, mm-hmm. that's how this works. And so you don't, you can't afford, literally, you can't afford to have people in your, in your office space that don't give you what you need because we don't have the space for it. Like, we are, human beings are so limited. But the cool thing is, is the universe isn't. Oh, look at me sounding so spiritual. <sighs> Elise, are you proud? I love it so much. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm preaching today. <laughs> I'm like really vibing this Callie. It's the meds. <laughs> oh. Okay. And with that, I feel like we have filled you up with so much information. Shout out to Kayla for coming with like a four step plan. So fucking good. I knew I it was, I knew it was going to be that way. I was so looking forward to this. I think it's the first time we haven't just like blurted stuff out and like seen what sticks. Kayla's oh, like, no. no, 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 no. This is what oh my gosh. I, this was fun. Invite me back guys. I oh, really liked gosh. this. What are you yeah. doing next week? <laughs> I don't know. I'm serious. If there's invite me back, I'll come back. We will. So, yeah, we will. so actually this is a good, a good moment to shout out. If you loved Kayla's organized professional, like therapy, badass advice, then this is the time to write in. So write in to blush you at joinblush.com. You can even say, like, CC Kayla. Like, I want Kayla to be a guest to come help me with this. That's fine. We take requests. Um, and give us, you know, give us your story. What are, what are you looking to achieve? What advice do you need? Be specific like Jennifer. I mean, she gave us all the details. Like, give us that information. Um, and if you want to take it one step further and you want Kayla to be your life coach, we're here for that too. You, like seriously, she's taking clients. So use mm-hmm. code blush you uh, for 25% off your first month. You can request Kayla during the sign up process. And you can, instead of being on a podcast, you can like talk to her in real time. Mm-hmm. How cool would that be? So okay. great. So great. I mean, I want Kayla to be my life coach after that. I feel like my life would be so much more organized. I know. Same. Oh, okay, good. All right, guys. This has been so much fun. Kayla, thank you for coming. Yes, thank you for having me. Love you both. I uh, love y'all. Okay, yes, we'll see y'all guys. next time, guys. Bye. Bye.